0: so hi to well, the good night's podcast i'm shane i'm glory and we're here with
1: hi i'm Ryland from origami angel
0: and we're gonna ask you some questions today i'm gonna to start uh so congrats on your newest release gami gang how do you feel about the response to the album so far
1: Oh, thank you thank you to be honest like i'm, I'm really loving the response um i've kind of been like off the internet just like i'm in that state of like w- mental stuff like mm-hmm. i've just you know kind of taken a step back in terms of like seeing stuff. So I'm not as logged in as I was like for our first album release, mm-hmm. but um, in terms of like just what I've seen, I- I'm-, I'm really appreciative that, you know, this was like a big artistic leap, I feel like for us to like
2: yeah.
1: do a-, a double LP, 20 songs type of stuff. It- and I've- it felt very risky, um, like for a little bit. And, you know, the nerves are like twice as much because it's it's a big thing and, if you know, um, but so far I- I've really loved ev- all the nice things people have had to say. Uh, people keep listening. So I'm sure that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just really happy that it's finally out. You know, we've, we've worked on it for a long time. So I'm, it's just like, it's like a weight off my shoulders. You know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah. I literally yeah. haven't seen a single negative thing from anyone about yep. this entire record, like bangers front to back. No one Dang. said a single bad thing.
1: Yeah, Even so my mom cool. liked it. So wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, pretty big you thing. Know, people say that a lot of times people will tell me that their mom likes our band. I, mm-hmm. I think that's like super cool to me because like, I don't know uh, i mean obviously like it's super easy to get tied up and like oh this is a x and y genre band for this demographic of people but yeah. i think something that you know i've like come to you know love about this music scene and many other music scenes um is just like how you know how it, it spans everything you know what i'm saying and, mm-hmm. and i i just love the idea of someone who's maybe not as connected to the diy emo or diy pop punk whatever finding something to like about it too that that's like one of the biggest compliments to be honest like it's something that it kind of it just it's i don't know it's it gives a very interesting emotional reaction because that's kind of the goal at the end of the day right we're trying to make yeah. music people want to listen to not just this specific type of person so mm-hmm. it. it that's really cool i'm glad to hear that (laughs) and you guys
0: you guys bend genres so well we're like you've definitely got Mm -hmm. the songs that appeal to the diy emo kids and the pop punk kids but you guys have the songs that will appeal to just a wide range yeah yeah
2: well done well done (laughs)
1: done. thank you so much thank you for real
2: uh so is there any meaning behind the album name or cover art
1: real real talk like in terms of this album Mm -hmm. we kind of just felt like Somewhere City, it, it was so much of a, a vision, so much of like what we did. And we kind of just felt like this was supposed to be aesthetically very different. Uh, the mm-hmm. name is like kind of, you know, it's a nickname that fans had thrown around for themselves, like supporters had called themselves that. And we just, you know, adopted it. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it's, you know, it's got the consonation, alliteration, whatever you want to say. Um, it's four letters on each one i always thought that was like kind of cool it just makes my brain like think it's very symmetric knuckleheads you know, too it was exactly exactly <laughs> so for me it was either like i mean people are already saying this type of thing this is either a self-titled or it's going to be that it's going to be gone again you know it's going to be mm-hmm. what people would call it anyway you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um so for for us it was just like we wanted to make this aesthetically the most different it could possibly be yeah. from summer city because it's just like summer city exists like and we don't want to try to make summer city too if you know what i'm saying like we want this to be so much as a aesthetical standout that when you're looking at it you're like oh okay this wasn't just like the same vibes from the last record it wasn't Mm -hmm. just like them re-harping on tones that they touched on the eps it's it's very different i felt like it was just like a stylistic change and in terms of this record uh, the mentality we went in when we're recording and stuff was just like you know, because we recorded this in July, like at the height of the covid nineteen pandemic, right yeah um, and we were just like obviously everybody in the, the world is feeling this immense stress and pressure, and we were just kind of like connecting with how the music made us feel, and we wanted this music to stand for itself really. We wanted the music to speak for itself and not really have any sort of um you know not not that it wouldn't have any you know effect outside of that i guess its it's kind of hard what I'm trying to totally visualize or say, but like we just we wanted this music to be music first, if you know what I'm saying. Like we, yeah. we just wanted this to be like, oh, you look at it and you're like, what? But then you hear it. And that's that's what it is. It's hearing it instead of the the whole, I don't know, like other dimension of experience that we might have touched on before with Summer City. If you if you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'm glad you guys didn't like try to create a somewhere city too. Cause I feel like you would have had even more pressure putting something like that out. Cause there's so much hype behind that record. Instead of just saying like, fuck it, we're going to do something completely different stylistically and sound wise as well.
1: For sure. Yeah. And I think something that's like something that really helped us in terms of, that is that like, we actually had the demos for this record completely like, sorry, I just said low battery on my phone for a second. Okay, Or it might've been, I think it said low battery, like the, the efficient battery has turned off because I'm at the right percentage. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Um, That's yeah, good. Yeah, totally good. This is going to okay. be pre- Um, not putting pressure on my phone. But um, <laughs> yeah, so like we had the demos for this record and, and the whole, uh, you know, the, the idea of this before Summer City even came out. Like oh. we, we had like the structure of it, like 99.8% of the songs. The only song we wrote like after was uh, Footloose Cannonball Brothers, right? Oh, so and true. everything else was done. Like mm-hmm. in terms of like a structure thing, like we we added stuff. Obviously, we're always you know cooking stuff up for months and months before we like really put it on the wax. But mm-hmm. we we had the idea. So I think for me as like you know the lyric writer and, and someone who writes a lot of melodies and music, and for Pat, like just us coming into this, there wasn't the pressure of like we have this thing now we need to start over. You know mm-hmm. we need to start over. And I feel like since we already had you know the the bare basics and we are like going a little bit bigger and better with the amount of songs, just a little bit easier is a little a lot less stressful than i think it would have been if we Mm -hmm. just started from scratch so it it was good to have that because we already knew what we wanted to do you know
0: yeah
2: yeah that's
1: Uh, good
0: so how did the track list come about for this album did you guys kind of shuffle it or did you just say like fuck it and kind of throw it together
1: in terms of like how i was originally thinking about it's like i think so like the earlier part of the album was kind of the stuff that we wrote first Mm -hmm. or like i come up come up with like ideas for first so like whether it was like Self-Destruct or Mobius Chicka Strip, those were like two of the earliest ones. And I was like, okay, these kind of have, you know, nice flow together, like that'll be like where we start. And then mm-hmm. like, I kind of had this idea like, oh, this works like seamlessly too, like the way that the keys worked to each other, like for me, so, excuse me. Um, but then after that, it's like, you know, I went and looked at the collection of songs and I would put the demos into a GarageBand file and just put them like next to each other to like make out like, oh, this is a side one of a record. Okay. And then it was, wasn't long before that where I was like, okay, we could, you know, really effectively do this double LP thing that I want to do, you know, that, that like mm-hmm. we've wanted to take that step. Um, so it was kind of just like putting that together. I realized like we have enough songs, we have enough tracks. And, and I'd say like the first nine songs we had a track this for as I was like writing the rest of the 11, on Mm -hmm. like acoustic guitar and stuff Mm -hmm. and um except that's not totally true because we had bossa nova core way before so there was like there was you know it was just like it was very tough like i guess to answer the question in in short we definitely shuffled it around a lot but not in terms of like oh we had like eight different track lists and this is the one that made it it was more like it took a while and then once the track list came together and we could hear it, it like hear the demos of them it was like all right that's like this is it we know that this is the record
0: I've okay. never heard the answer of like, we kind of made the track list as you we were like writing and demoing out the record. Mm-hmm. Typically bands are like, yeah, once we've got the masters, we listen to those and kind of figure out how it goes. So I think oh, really? that's interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For, for like, in terms of my perspective, like I think every record we've done, like EPs, even, and stuff like that, even before we started recording, we knew where the tracks were going to go. Like we just had an idea oh. of like, this is track one and this is the end. and maybe this could be a track two. Like, something that like not for this record but like on summer city we really wanted like the single to be track two so like when i was writing the song that felt like the most singly that happened to be 24 hour drive Through. i was like all right well that can come second you know and then like the idea of like a banger going on track three was always something (laughs) i had in my head too and that's what Six 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 flags felt like so that's interesting because for for us it's always been like we're creating a track list and then at the end of that we we go in with the track list and maybe we haven't done this yet but like in the future it would be like maybe we'll slice one song but that'd be it you know what i'm saying okay Okay. yeah
2: wait so when you're writing you're are you writing thinking of where it's gonna go on the track list and do you think that plays a part in how you're writing the track at all like because this is the last one i want it to be big or because it's opening i want it to be epic like absolutely okay
1: yeah yeah i think in terms of like well there's some specific parts where it's like if I know I'm writing the closer, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is gonna be a closer. And and it so for this record, I think the closer was one of the last things that we'd written. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of like we knew what we wanted to do before we got into it. But sometimes it would be the other way around where we have this big epic thing, like the air up here on Summer City, and then we're like, okay, this has to be the closer. Let's yeah. bookend the album around this and write the other pieces as we, you know make it make sense but yeah it, it could come either way but for this record and, and like just in terms of like recently the last couple of years of how we've been doing it we are saying like you know we'll put together the fragments of a record and then we'll say oh we're we're kind of missing a track here this feels more like a track four and, and yeah. we want to have like a track three in between two and four and like let's let's write or let's look look into our our bag of demos our bag Mm -hmm. of like you know riffs that we've worked on in the past and it's like could we use anything to make that the track three could we use any lyrics that i have in my notes app like you know Mm -hmm. just stuff like that so we definitely have like dove into like the idea of full album construction and like you know definitely had a lot of uh intent to like this song is the 10th song or this song Mm -hmm. is gonna be seventh you know it's like it definitely is a huge part of the record as a whole to me and and it means a lot to me when people say like oh i'll listen to the whole record because like that's how we kind of not we didn't write it linearly but we wrote wow. it with the intent for it to be that way you know what i'm saying yeah yeah okay
2: yeah that makes sense all right solid uh so what made you put out a double lp into, instead of just two separate albums or just an album with a couple bonus tracks
1: right right i think <laughs> really what it came down to is like i had this idea of like what if we named an EP called Gami Gang, like eight songs or seven songs? Oh, and I went to the collection of songs that I had been writing during this period of time. And I was like, oh, there's like 17 songs <laughs> here already. It's
2: a good <laughs> bit of songs, and, <laughs> yeah.
1: And it, I guess for me, like, it's always about like a vibe that I'm in. And, I, and once the vibe's over, it's time for something new. Mm-hmm. And I'll mm-hmm. know when it's over. But I had written all these songs during this specific vibe of of musical creation, like in my mind. And mm-hmm. it was like, Personally, as an artist, and I don't think anybody else would have noticed if we did split it up to 10 and 10 or like, you know, an 11 track and a nine track LP or something like that. Mm -hmm. But personally for me, I didn't feel like it wasn't, it didn't have much integrity in separating them because they all really kind of connect on a personal level to me where it's like, these aren't together. like the, And they need to be together. They feel together to me. And I want people to hear how I feel about them in that way, you know? Yeah. Okay, you
2: just couldn't separate them
1: Uh yeah they're just too good of friends you know yeah Yeah. okay that's good that's good
0: uh so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for this uh this album
1: for sure yeah i think in this for gami gang you can kind of see or i can see when i look back and i think maybe with this context like it will make sense like i was much i was in a much riffier place you know like Mm -hmm. i was definitely about the riffs for this record and because of that i was like demoing riffs and then putting like garage band drums and i send them to pat before i even write lyrics or vocals or anything i'd be like hey check this out this is like riff b or riff z or riff x you know like there's just like a a ton of riffs and i'd be like check this out it's in a big google drive folder and i was like i want to turn all these into songs you know like let's let's like make it happen um and then it, like a good chunk of the record was really just me demoing riffs and then listening to them while i was on i took a bus and a train to get the work back like because this was like 2018 2019 when some of these songs were starting wow. yeah and That's a long maybe I, yeah it was 2018 2019 as well um but yeah just i did listen to them like 24 7 like on the train on the bus i had them like downloaded on the phone and all that mm-hmm. and just think of all these melodies and i had so much time to sit on them and just like you know think of where we wanted to take each song like Oh, this is cool. This is a nice structure. What if we did a breakdown here, though? Or like, what if we, you know, spice this part up with a different time signature or something? I guess like sort of ideas like that. As I was listening, and then me and Pat, Pat was finishing up, I think his last or second last year of school at the time, Mm -hmm. and we would come together like in these like very small bursts, like in between shows, and we just like work on a riff for a second, and then kind of be like, okay, that's cool, and go our separate ways, and then both be cooking on it and just trying to write more. But it was very like long distance band like relationship um for this one and that was kind of what it was you know it's like writing a riff that i thought was cool or maybe i had a lyric jump to me and then we try to write like the bare minimum around it and then come together and finish it up you know
2: oh that's really cool okay Okay, i didn't expect that at all
1: yeah it definitely like felt um like the, the songwriting for this record felt like we were getting a lot better at that than we had been in the past where usually it was me just like i have a thing i'll show pat and I'll be like, maybe do this thing here. And he'll be like, "Nah, this is better. And I'll be like, cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. This one it felt like we got into much more of like a, a groove, I was, you know, I, like as all people do I, like another year or another two years, like playing together, another two years writing music together, you're going to continue to get better and be more fluent and know each other's tendencies. So you can really just like capitalize on that. Oh yeah.
2: Definitely, all right. Uh, so which song off of this record took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite?
1: The one that took the longest to write is probably probably Boston Nova Core because I had the first minute and 45 seconds. Everything mm-hmm. up to like the bridge, where it kind of like stops, you know, for a second. And it's like just the guitar and drums, and then it does like the little vocal line after that. But mm-hmm. so like all the jazz stuff, all the crazy like time signature riff thing. We had that in like September 2018. Like I remember showing friends that and being like, this is my favorite riff i've ever written and then it does the (laughs) jazz thing i even had the vocals uh way before but i had no idea how to make them connect Mm -hmm. i had 25 different versions where it was like uh no that sucks uh maybe it could be better and then it finally was just like we were i think on tour that summer 2019 and we were listening to the old demo and then something came on. I can't remember what it was. It might have been like Hall & Oates or something like that. We were just okay. listening to like my library. And there was just like a tight drum beat but a halftime like a mm-hmm. and I was like maybe we just do that. You know, maybe we just do that and build yeah. something around it and, and figure it out. But it took like it still took a couple months, like maybe four or five months after that idea mm-hmm. to really put it together. It took such like, it was just like so broken for a while. But the funny thing is, it is my favorite song on the album, I think.
0: okay, okay. Um,
1: Because of that, like, it just feels like, it feels like, um you know, 2019, 2018, I was like 19 or 20 at the time, depending, I can't even remember when we started it. But it felt like my younger self was like yeah. throwing like 21, 22 year old me and Ali Youp. To like you know finish it home and just like finish the song it, it, that was like kind of the cool thing and i don't know i think it's it's my favorite like in terms of just musicality mm-hmm. um and then i guess it's a tough record to like pick a favorite off you know it for is, like yeah. the, uh, personally um i also really like tom holland Oats and i don't know it's 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 very tough for me now i'm thinking about it, but, but i usually i'll just say bossa nova core
0: okay. okay
1: that's a solid um, choice
0: this next question is probably going to be super hard because there's 20 songs on the album, but I want you to pick your favorite lyric off the record and tell us the meaning behind it.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you I'm know so sorry. Crazy, it's okay. I got I got a vinyl record right here with the lyrics, and I'm going to have to look at it. Right oh, perfect. perfect. Okay. <laughs> but actually, like I do. Um, I don't really think about the lyrics that much, like after the record is recorded, in- mm-hmm. unless I'm actually listening through. But okay. I'll have to, you know. Actually, you no. Know what I know it is. I think in Greenbelt <laughs> Station. I think. Um, well, I got to think about the actual part of the lyrics. Yeah,
2: yeah, but, yeah. Um,
1: I definitely think Greenbelt Station has my favorite lyrics I've ever written because, like, I felt like a different part of me was speaking during, like, writing that song. I felt like a different. Way where it's like instead of beating around the bush with like a reference or like silliness, it felt like it was very honest. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of honesty in our music, but it felt like a different kind of honesty. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I think the quiet feels empty. I stop loving the rain. The warm feeling cools down. Um, I just feel like the start of that song, I think the lyrics work so well with the guitar. It's so different than a lot of like what we've done. Um, mm-hmm. And The Quiet Feels Empty, I Stop Loving the Rain. It's kind of like the the leading of the song is sort of like, I'm a person, like, I'm not, even though it seems like I'm rambling like a ton here because I don't really like talk to too many people all the time. I, I love solitude sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. I, it, it's something that I'm, I I enjoy and it never feels empty. And something that I've I've learned a lot is like when you're with somebody that you're really close with, the quiet, like, it doesn't feel empty you can still feel that person's presence Mm -hmm. and saying the quiet feels empty is like oh no now it's actually empty you know what I'm saying it's like yeah now it's it's truly empty and I I hate the quiet um I stopped loving the rain um you know like our first EP quiet hours has this dark stormy sky on it um I took that picture like my senior year of high school and I think you know I've always been obsessed with rain too like but Mm -hmm. saying I stopped loving the rain it's really like it's hard to talk about because like that song's low-key like a cry for help but like yeah. <laughs> um it definitely feels like to me that's like something that I was able to honestly say to myself like in a very dark moment a very dark period and that's a kind of old song too like probably was written 2018 2019 2018 for sure maybe the riff was even before that but the like quiet it. feels empty I stop loving the rain it just it it's one of the more simple lyrics but to me it, it holds more weight than just the words you know
2: yeah mm-hmm. okay
1: man sorry to bring the mood down but oh no, no no it's no
2: problem it's no problem
1: i'm, I'm kidding i'm kidding
2: <laughs> um so i know you've mentioned that a couple of these songs are a bit older um but if you can remember can you tell us where your headspace was at while you were kind of writing these tracks
1: oh all over the place really um mm-hmm. you know there's songs where i feel like i didn't realize it but i was writing some of the darkest shit that i could think of like yeah. i feel like when I was showing people self destruct, I was like, yo, isn't this so cool? Oh. And then one of oh, my no. friends was like, are you okay, bro? Like, and yeah. I was like, I was shocked that they thought that, but then listening back, and like, I think I even showed my mom that shit. She was like, no, these are pretty dark lyrics. And I was like, so concerned because I was like, this is how I kind of want to start the album. You know? Oh. Like, <laughs> um, so there was definitely like a lot of like darkness, like mm. in, in terms of uh, like, the headspace but then there's also uh, a lot of immense positivity at times there's a lot of honesty there's a lot of tiredness you know so many different songs so many different eras of my life I've even like said to some people like it feels like a journal or a diary like when I look back on it because it doesn't feel like it just feels like it took so much time and there's so many different anecdotes and, and when you have something that's twice as long as anything you've done you're going to get more variety in those anecdotes yeah. where it's like some feels manic, you know, like spoons rattling isn't like actually was written in Mania, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like just staying up for like 36 hours playing all sorts of fucking crazy ass games. And then I was just like, okay, let's write a crazy ass riff and have me scream on it or something like that. So there's just there's a lot of, you know, i feel like untouched mindsets for me that i i was scared to write in before mm-hmm. that i sort of just opened up to uh on this record and, and it because of that is just like you know part of it is how long it was where there's some songs that are closer to our first ep in terms of when they're written than this record but then there's also songs that were more fresh so yeah i i could i don't know is that a good enough answer i feel it's like perfect <laughs> okay very
0: well yeah it's
1: it, it's it's hard because i feel like there's like an almost like an infinite mind space and and The thing that's so crazy is when you come back to a big record like this you're always diving back into the songs again in a different mindset and then it took a long time for us to finish it so it's like now it's like almost like four or five mind spaces for every song you know so it's tough but that's a great question thank you (laughs) thank you uh
0: so what band artists influence you think you can hear the most on this album
1: what bands influence yeah um it's tough um i think there's a lot of influence you can hear on this record i think there's a lot of prince daddy on this record at least in in spots Mm -hmm. um just because like when we started writing this at least like when i started writing some of these riffs like that was the band that's still you know Corey's a great friend of mine so like Mm -hmm. that there's and that's cool to say now but you know they were like the band for me for such a long time and 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 so it, it was definitely there's a lot of that in it um weirdly enough i feel like i hear peter gabriel in there i don't know if anybody else does okay,
0: okay. <laughs> interesting
1: but i do and for a couple of reasons um and there's a lot of ben folds i feel like brand and ladies even um okay. you know i feel like <laughs> it's weird like sometimes like look at our songs and i'm like i bet sarah burrells could sing this really well and then for this record i was like what if i like a couple of these songs i just wrote it as if she was going to sing it like you yeah. won't like it feels like that you know what i'm saying it feels like i could have been at the piano slowing it down a little bit and singing the melody and it would have been the same thing and it, like but just i was like okay let me contextualize that into an origami angel song you know yeah um but those are just a couple influences. um obviously i'm always going to you know shout out the easy core homies like chunk no Catch and chunk can't mm-hmm. bear this party those are the bands that are always going to be there for the riffs um but yeah it's i'd say the other thing was just kind of like letting like you know our gut feeling sort of be an inspiration. Like in mm-hmm. times like like Boston Nova Corps is a good example where it's just like let yourself run wild with the idea of just you know making what you want to make here. Um mm-hmm. it's 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 tough to like say like if there's any one huge influence, there's there's a lot of influences, you know, but I'd say those are the main ones. Oh
2: okay. Solid. Good group of bands. Uh, so, this one should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this record for new listeners in three words. Three words. Three words. I
1: don't know how you'll find the perfect word to actually describe the feeling that it makes it. I would say mm. chaotic. Okay. That's probably the first one. That's um, a good start. Chaotic for sure. Right. Um, and then I'd say that last two. Mm-hmm. Are just kind of a, go together. Where I'd say, um, ugly and beautiful, because I think okay. something that was super big for me when I was when we were making this record, and part of like why the cover is the way it is, is like I wanted to kind of like capture that. There's like often the most beautiful things in life are like overlooked, and like you know, mm-hmm. like the moments that are the most special, the the things that make you know. Our experiences, humans, so beautiful. Sometimes, you know, you could go your whole life without thinking about it, um, and it's just like that's why it's like I love the idea of like a black and white cover with just literally the album name, and it's like oh, that could be overlooked, but what's in there is a chaotic tale of you know um, everything. Really, it's just like you know different experiences, handfuls of that. Um, that's why I like you know when it starts with the instrumental in the beginning, um, and that melody comes back on the last song but it's under a different key this time to make that song like to make the notes have a different pull like it, it has a different resonation under the the chord um just kind of that whole idea that's what i i feel like would be those two words so it's like the one block is chaotic and then the second one is two words but they go together in terms of like ugliness and beauty so okay we are really good at this music
2: thing yeah. <laughs> you're really good at this music <laughs> thing. Uh, my god i appreciate it
0: uh so in that same train of thought is there a certain feeling you want listeners to have while going through the album
1: i think the feeling that i want someone if they're listening to this is i want i want them to like be able to just connect to the humanity in it um whereas like i think times we've made music before it's you know i've i've thought of the music itself as an escape and in times it's been an escape like it's been presented as an escape but i think this record is sort of like to me writing it a lot of these songs helped me accept the humanity helped me accept the gray area between the black and white you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. um it just i would love for anyone to connect in any way and i hope that they connect in many different ways i guess in and, and, and terms of a feeling i hope they feel a human sound there i hope they feel hmm. um you know honesty and 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 like i just keep saying humanity but i, I that's the feeling of this one to me you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. i get it if that makes sense yep.
2: yeah makes perfect sense uh so for this question i want you to picture you're on tour you're at a gas station for a rest stop what is your snack of choice
1: the people tell me i'm crazy for this but you know. I, freaking, I freaking love David sunflower seeds. Oh, yeah. 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 They're crazy. So much that one time on tour, I was slacking on my dental hygiene. I chipped a little bit of my back tooth off just because I kept eating seeds. It oh. was an L. <laughs> but I've since got those wisdom teeth removed. So no worries whatsoever. I'm fine. So I could keep eating the David sunflower seeds. You know what I'm saying? Good. And I keep on that two times a day. Brushing your teeth, flossing, all that shit. Don't mm-hmm. just do it once a day okay you to chip your two. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay
2: sunflower seeds good choice
1: i love them yeah I mean,
0: I if you love the david sunflower seeds so much you should stock up and buy a bunch of boxes from the dollar store because they've got like the big cases of them oh yeah dollar i've each. done that yeah i've
1: done that you have good good. good you gotta, I've keep, definitely done
0: that. gotta keep the bus stacked
1: mm-hmm. but what's interesting about those is like sometimes they'll go a little stale and you'll get because they have the smaller yeah. pack, right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but when you hit the gas station they'll have the zippable one and that yeah. will like be good for weeks, Forever, yeah. Weeks. But it doesn't mean I won't finish it in two hours, but it could be good <laughs> for weeks. <laughs> <Hypothetically>. <laughs> Never tested it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh,
0: so what is your favorite memory from creating this, uh, this album?
1: My favorite memory. Yes. I think honestly, I, like I hadn't been driving much at all before we started really working on this in June, 2020. Um, mm-hmm but my favorite memory was like just for a second shit felt normal when I was driving to Pat's house again. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, when's the last time I did this? And when's yeah. the last, when's the next time I will, like, I didn't know, you know, and it just felt like really beautiful for a moment. Like I remember having the window down. It was hot as shit. My AC was broken and I just started tearing up. Cause I was like, this feels like me and Pat again, you know, it feels like yeah. what we're doing and something I felt like, might never happen for us you know Mm -hmm. it's so uncertain like tours get slashed your plans get destroyed and in that moment i realized no matter what like we're gonna complete this and like i'm gonna you know make this a mission and it was before we start it was like pretty much pre-production stuff for us just working with like click tracks and just getting every song finalized before we you know went to record but Mm -hmm. well not went to record we recorded my room but um Mm -hmm. like it was just just that moment I'll always remember just, there's a winding road to get to a back road that leads there. And I was just like, I'm here again. And I feel like a newer person, just like as with some like life experiences that have, you know, con- transpired, but I was like, this is this is what it is. And, and that just, you know, was very emotional for me. It's definitely something I think back on a lot.
0: That's very wholesome, I love yeah, that. that's
2: very wholesome, that was, that was good, all right. Uh, so this question's just gonna be short and sweet. What song do you wish you wrote?
1: Which song do I wish I wrote? Yeah. I think about this all the time. All the time. And there's some songs I'm glad I didn't write because I'm glad I got to hear it. Mm-hmm. But I, a song that I wish I wrote. Uh, something recently that I would have thought. Um, definitely, I wish I wrote Gravity by Sara Bareilles. Okay. I wish... And I feel like there's like at least two other ones I think about all the time. Like, I can't believe I didn't write this. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, I should have. Um, but maybe that's the one I think of for now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I used to think I wish I wrote Salisbury Hill by Peter Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't wish that because that song like means a lot to me. And I'm glad I got to hear it from a, a like, you know, third party and just like have it be a guiding force instead of something that I created, you know?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. That makes sense. That
1: uh, i'm gonna think of it in like honestly five minutes and i'll be like oh of course i wish i wrote x and y you know just, just yeah. burn it out we exactly could be in the i wish middle I of I wrote sunflower kind of i wish i you know post malone but oh, like yeah. different lyrics but just like i wish that i wrote that instrumental and like mm. had that melody i don't know why like right. it would be completely yes. different if i had written it it would you know be about a different thing probably hella more emo It's already pretty sad but um uh that's that's a melody that i hear i just like damn could have written that. Could have had a million bucks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: Yeah. You should like transform it. You should take the melody and just kind of do what you will with it. But then still kind of credit post but be like, this is what I would have done.
1: True. That'd be kind of interesting. You That'd know what cool. I've done before, just like as an exercise, as a songwriter is I'll take a song by like, you know, artist or a band that I'll like, you know, um, and like, say like the Naked Ladies is one that I do this for. And okay. I'd rewrite their song, like with, not like musically I keep the same music I just write different lyrics to it mm-hmm. but then after I writ the, wrote the new lyrics I would like wait a week and then come back to the lyrics and try to write a new like melody and instrumental around it just Whoa. as like an exercise of like how to do it nothing that I've done that with has ever like come out it's never been like you know something that I felt like we could put on a record but it's just like a creative thing that I've gone to a couple of times when I was in a slump like when I'm not feel like I'm not really writing much it's just like mm-hmm. okay what could I do to like actually you know make myself excuse me make myself like feel productive right now sure maybe i don't feel great as like a music writer right now but i think i could still write good lyrics in this moment maybe i could write about you know not being able to write any music like maybe i could channel this and come back to it and you know have these lyrics so that's something that i've done once maybe i'll do that with with old Postie's song
2: you should you should that's so cool though i that's amazing all right
0: uh so for the last couple questions direction shift away from music if that's okay with you
1: 100 percent. all
0: right uh so what animal if you i completely <laughs> blanked on how to pitch it oh my god If you
2: could become one animal for the rest of your life
1: which animal would you be wow mm-hmm. this is something i've also kind of thought a little bit about i think i have okay. a, like at least one solid one mm-hmm. i would definitely love to be an owl um Ooh. like like i feel like owls have it made low key mm-hmm. like i feel like just stand up all night if something's behind me i could turn my head all the way around and see it exactly. and then all i have to do is like eat a little bit like once every four days and mm-hmm. I, they haven't made either that or like if it was any sort of like jungle animal i just want to be the fastest one i just want to know what it feels like to run faster than usain bolt like <laughs> <laughs> i think that would be wild you know like whatever cheetah or leopard is like like goes as fast as like a tesla that's what i mm-hmm. want <laughs> all right either that or an owl <laughs> okay. yeah solid
2: all right uh so if you could listen to one song for the rest of your life which song would it be
1: wow one
2: only one yeah
1: it's got to be one okay i actually have the perfect answer to that because it's got to be a song that's got everything right mm-hmm. i would listen to close to the edge by yes because that john is 18 minutes long Jesus and Christ. it's like it's like four or five different songs in it it's got an organ solo it's got like this like it's it's a whole journey and it's a yeah, song yeah. i've loved a lot you know that's like music my parents had passed down to me and well they passed me yes down to me but i kind of found that song on my own and i was like what the hell you know who's doing this progressive <laughs> yeah. rock it was a time whatever they're on um but like you now, they're on craziness yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but yeah it's, it's an amazing song it's got a four minute intro you know crazy stuff and then it's it's it's, it's really good. So I'd say that one. If I had to only listen to one song, it'd be that 18-minute behemoth exactly. close to the edge. All, All right. right. Uh,
0: so for this last question, boom, you're on a desert island. You can bring one movie, one person, and one album. Who and what are you bringing?
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. One person? Mm-hmm. Give me Jake Salzer from Counterintuitive Records because whenever me and Jake have like made moves to do stuff, it's always, like, been cool. So, like, mm-hmm. we've, we've all never had it. But also, I will shout out my guy, Pat, too. Pat yeah, is, I like, going like, to say. It would just be, it would be corny if I was, like, Pat, right?
2: Yeah.
1: So, like, it'd be a tie. It'd be a corn flip. And let's just say, whoever it is, I'm not complaining to either one. My pitch for Pat is, you know, being in a two-piece band, we have a connection that most mm-hmm. people will never experience. You know, I'm just kidding. But, like, <laughs> being the only two members of a band, like, we have been in a car for 15 hours without another human and not talked Ooh. before. And it's been oh. perfect. It's been yeah. perfect, you know? We've been, we've been great just because that's who we are. We don't step on toes. We can communicate with each other. It's like a great thing. And with Jake, it would be the energy. So it'd be, I think like it'd be like, why are you on a desert island? And like, if I'm on the plane and I'm in the middle seat and it's only one of them I could save, I'd be like, is it an island that looks like we could do some fun stuff? I'm going to take Jake. If it's an island that looks like it's going to be hell. Let me get Pat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Um, that's fair. That's fair. Movie though. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's so hard. Um, And I think this would depend on who was there. I'm sorry to give two answers for it. Oh, but that's it's fine. Good. It's fine. Because me and Pat, we could watch the OG 1998 Pokemon movie every single day. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mewtwo It's not the circumstances of your birth. They're irrelevant or whatever he says. Yeah. That'd be kind of funny. Except that would get really old. Um, yeah, the movie, the album part's gonna be hardest. I'm sorry that, I, that this is something I, I feel like I can't just half-ass answer. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. give me Iron Man three. I love Ooh, that. that's <laughs> a good movie. I don't yeah. even know why it's like okay, but it's a movie that like for whatever reason is better than it actually is to me it's mm-hmm. like a whatever it is is a movie but for some reason i've just seen it enough times in hotels or, or like at my aunt's house for some reason i have just been like whatever it's like a movie that i watched and like oh i remember that other time i watched it mm-hmm. yeah um but that would also get whatever i'm gonna I'm stay with those two i'm gonna stay okay, with yeah, those right. i'm not gonna be a film critic up here And for an album mm-hmm. that's so tough give me gami no um <laughs> Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't listen to music like after it's after it's released. You know what I'm saying? Wow, that is hard. It's really really difficult. There's so many albums I've loved like top to bottom, but it's got to be the perfect one that has a great blend. Mm-hmm. You know, there's part of me that's like, what if we got a huge album that you could listen to a bunch, like melancholy and the infinite sadness or something like that? You know, mm-hmm. where there's like two hours of music, you never get tired. Oh, yeah. Oops. My screen just some weird. um oh. The perfect album. give me everything to everyone by the bare naked ladies that's that okay. that song is or that album has a lot of really good songs It's like very dated, but I love that about it. It's like you know at very two thousand and three I think that's when it came out like there's mm-hmm. references to like the George Bush presidency, which like I don't understand I was like five, but um like it's 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 funny, they're not even from the u s they're from Canada, but I think I could listen to that album a, a million times I already have. All right. Solid. Uh,
0: so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that oh. you would like to plug?
1: Um honestly, I I think, you know, just if people want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Gami Gang. On Instagram it's at Gami.Gang. We don't use Facebook anymore. Oh, blame Sorry. You. Uh, <laughs> no, don't might, don't apologize. <laughs> yeah, we might delete our Facebook. I'm not sure, but I don't want to scare people if we do and be like, why'd you delete Facebook? But we want to. Um, <laughs> uh, I hope, you know, everybody out there is just looking out for everybody else. Um, staying safe, you know what I'm saying? Um, and as these, you know, shows start coming back, hope y'all are, you know, making sure all the people around you are safe too. That's for all the listening people and make good decisions. <laughs> all
0: right. Oh, yep. uh, well thank you. That's
1: all st- I want to say. It's great. It's perfect.
0: Great. Uh well, thank you for Snathas this has been Ryland from origami Angel and We're the Good Noise podcast.